by 2for1pizza.com. Try 2for1pizza's new goat pizza with the goat cheese and mozzarella, crispy bacon strips, red onion finish with their delicious balsamic glaze. Visit 2for1pizza.com. Speaking of pizza, I heard that you had an experience at the Mandarin. Oh, yeah. This weekend. Yeah. There was pizza involved. Well, no, no, there wasn't any for me. No, no. Because I judge people who think that Mandarin pizza is good, by the way. There is, and, you know, we'll we'll only need about 48 minutes here to go through it all. But I do have rules when I go to Mandarin. I got the foods I ignore, the foods I focus in on. It's uh, laser sharp attention when I go to the Mandarin. And I did have a two hour nap later on that day. I thought you were going to say you had a two hour sitting. I was going to say, wow, you sat there for two hours stuffing your face. Oh, it was close. Oh, it was almost two hours worth of food it was five it was five and a half full plates five and a half full plates yeah oh yeah start to finish start to finish that includes dessert by the way when you give the soft serve ice cream don't use the ice cream bowl like a sucker you get the soup bowl it is bigger there is more room (laughs) for all the treats you put into it the soup bowl is key for the sunday bar over under a full waffle because now they they Cut them into four yeah, or yeah. whatever. This is going to be controversial. As anyone knows who listens to gameplay, I love the waffle. I am yeah. pro-waffle. I avoid the waffle because what? because the waffle's going to... It's, it, it, it makes me too full. It's too much carb. For me, it's all about the shrimp. I am getting every different type of shrimp. I'm like Homer Simpson when they go to the all-you-can-eat seafood bar. Yard, tis not a man, tis a remorseless eating machine. It is The shrimp is the first place that I focus on. I usually... I hate the chicken wings. Like, I go ripe for just, like, the salty chicken wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just dummy a bunch of those. I, you know what? G- give me torpedo shrimp, deep-fried shrimp. I feel like I'm uh, I'm about to get shot in Vietnam with uh, with uh, with Forrest Gump here with all the shrimp talk. Hit the carving station. You know, go get some desserts because there's two rounds of desserts. It uh, Yeah, it was, like, just dry. There's nothing. You never feel more gross then driving home from the, the Mandarin. Mandarin. And uh, by the way, shout out to them. Service is incredible. But yeah, there was a two-hour nap. Have not been there in a very long time. I'll be honest. I don't think... Oh, uh, get going. Yeah, I, I haven't been to the Mandarin. Like, I mean, pre-pandemic, but I'm... Jeez, it might be like high school since last night. Get yourself to, to the, the Mandarin. Mandarin. Also, in honor, in honor of Carlo Koliakovo. Oh, he I loves did, a good Mandarin. He loves a good Mandarin, but he does the weird plate. His first time we were there together, he had a plate with, I think, a little bit of brownie, but he had jello and shrimp. I like on the same plate. People can't see this. The furrowed brow on Al's brother right here. So I took a photo of it and tweeted it out. We'd never forget. Every time we go to the Mandarin, shrimp. And jello on the same plate. Disgusting. It's, for me, it was more the brownie, to be honest, which was the weird part. Mm. Brownie and shrimp. I don't know how well that goes together. That, to me, is not good. Way. Not good. You, yeah. need, you need to divide. There needs to be a buffer. There needs well, to be a buffer. That's why they have you yeah. know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then mm-hmm. there's also your main and then desserts. Oh, keep, it, keep it separate, so people. Good. Keep it separate. Um, so Leafs on a bye week this week, and they returned on Friday. They got a back-to-back, and they got a really cushy schedule yeah. coming up, actually. So they got this back-to-back. Then they don't play again until Wednesday where they play Chicago, and then they got Montreal and then Chicago again. So coming out of this All-Star break, not only do they have a lot of time to like rest and heal. Scout Patrick great. Kane, you know, just. <laughs> they could. Scout Patrick Kane. <laughs> and for a couple, Sam Lafferty, they could do some yeah, scouting. Yeah, right? yeah. There's a couple of defensemen there. Max Domi, maybe. Max Domi, sure. Br- bring him into the Leafs locker room. Go, hey, well, our, our doctors want to check you out for a second. Yeah, we'll do the between up. periods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll see what's up there. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, it's it's there's just February is very light they're, month of hockey. Like the schedule is extremely light. Yeah, they're not the most compelling team right now. Like I, I hate to say this on Leafs launch because it's not like there isn't a hundred things to talk about. There always is. But last year the Leafs finished the year fourth. This year, they're fifth in points percentage. They're very close to fourth. They've had a very good year, despite all the injuries on defense and you know now the injury to Matthews. So the questions we ask are the same questions we asked last year. You were talking about Callie Yarncroft, and he could get a run on that second line. We had that last year. We just had different wingers, and you know there'll always be the issue of you need one bigger defenseman. We had that last year, the year before. We have some minor anxiety about who's in net, Oh, wait a minute. We've had that before. Like, I look at this current Leafs team, and it feels like, and you, you got to have, you can't, you can't have a Mac. You got to have a, uh, you know, just my computer over here. Control C, Control V. It's just cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste. Yeah, That's who the that Maple Leafs are. As well, right? Yeah, I know, but it's harder. It's like a different <laughs> buttons in a different spot. I, I, I'm not a Mac Pro guy. That shouldn't shock you. But the, the Leafs are just kind of, they're just kind of there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I still think that there's there's this is the problem with, with to, to go back to the whole playoff thing. Like this is also the problem with the playoffs too. Yeah. Not only is it a light schedule and there's not a whole lot going on, you also know what the future is of this team. Like yes. at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what happens over the next month or two months. At the end of the day, we know it's going to be Boston or uh, it's going to be Tampa and Toronto in round one of the playoffs. And now we're wondering can to play for can Lilligren move Brandon Hagel off 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 his spot. You know, like, like literally, we can have that conversation. Alex Kalorn against Rasmus Sandin. What is that going to look like in front of Samsonov or Murray, whoever the goalie is? Yes, that, yeah. that's another part of it is we know who the opponent is. And so it just, it sort of, it, it makes the Leafs right now this weird place where they're an exciting team that have had an impressive record when you consider the strength of schedule and their injuries. They're an impressive team. But they're also kind of a boring team as well, which seems odd because they're exciting and boring, all wrapped in to one uh, into one delicious, uh, you know, delicious donut that I may or may not have had at Mandarin. <laughs> I'm still full, by the way. And with that, because there's no way to really transition no. to donut talk into talking with Mike Kelly, uh, who joins us now, hockey analyst specializing in analytics and uh, sport logic in the NHL Network. How's it going, Mike? Going well, fellas. Um, listening to the last little bit, I'm telling you, all this Toronto talk about the path and the Madison and uh, ah. it's it's. I spent my 20s in Toronto, so it's just bringing back all the memories, good and bad. Hold on, I, I have to ask, um, and this is a very personal question, Mike. Um, all right, how old are you? I don't tell anybody that. Craig Button will tell you that I don't tell anyone that. <laughs> I think after about 15 years, he figured it out somehow, and he knows. So he knows, but okay. Because I was going to ask, what was your I'm out of my twenties? Okay, I was going to ask, what was your Brunny experience like, or your Madison experience like? But part of that is determined by your age. But you know what? We 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 don't have to. I don't want to get too personal with you. No. Well, I'll say this: I think going to the Madison in like my mid twenties, I realized I was too old to be going to the Madison at that point. Mm. Um, definitely a younger crowd, and. Um, but, no, they were good. So I lived in a lot of different places in Toronto. Like, I lived in High Park for a while. I lived in City Place, Liberty Village, um, Bloor, and, like, Rosedale area. Um, so I, I went to a bunch of different spots. But great city. 
by the city. by the way, um, I might save it for the end of the show. You mentioned you moved all over the city of Toronto. I have because in honor of the All Star Game coming to Toronto next year, and the last mm-hmm. time the game was here was in two thousand. I pulled up what the average rent is in two thousand for a bachelor, a one, a two, and a three bedroom. Oh God! And I'm going to read that number a little later to Al's brother, who is currently renting a two bedroom place. He told me how much his is. It's a bit of a climb. It's a bit of a climb from what it was in 2000. Oh, God. I bet. And I bet back in 2000, people were like, this is outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> and Little did yeah. they know. Little, Little did, did they, they know, know. <laughs> what it would be like. Uh, we're chatting with Mike Kelly, Hockey uh, Analytics for Sport Logic and the NHL Network. Um, look, you, you caused a little bit of a stir on Twitter yesterday. I was looking, and you oh, put out your, your midseason award rankings, and... People have strong reactions when people put out rankings like this and, and they put out their awards and whatnot. What what reaction, I guess, was, was most prevalent? What surprised you? What uh, what angered the people most? I don't know. There was a lot of anger. Um, the funny thing is, it's like, so I didn't have Jake Ottinger or Connor Hellebuck as a Vesna finalist. So you'll get like, how do you not have this guy? And then you look at the person's Twitter uh, picture and it's them in a Stars jersey or a Jets jersey and you're like, okay, well, we can't have a rational conversation. Like, it's not possible, right? Um, so the other thing is, you know, because there's three. If I could name six, your guy would probably be in it. Um, but there's three. So nobody's list is going to be the same. That's what makes it great. Um, I don't think I got a lot of really, you know, crazy reaction. Like, Rupper definitely got more reaction than I got on Twitter recently. <laughs> what a gem that guy is. Yeah, we talked um, about that a couple minutes ago. That was that was pure, pure troll levels of, like, oh, that's all-star worthy troll level that he did. It was great, and he uh, he just straight-faced the whole thing. It was beautiful. I, I'd say putting Soros first for the Vesna probably got the most reaction from people. Yeah, that one that one actually did That's kind of angry maybe, Boston fans, greedy angry well, Boston fans. That's I mean, what that it, is. I, I just and you know you're a guy that does dive into the numbers, and and a lot of the numbers suggest that Linus Allmark has been the best goaltender in the NHL. So that one did surprise me as well a little bit, to be honest. Well, I will say using kind of traditional numbers, you know, NHL.com, look some stuff up, uh, which is what most fans do, um, and that's what's available to them, right? Goaltending is the thing that can mislead you the most. And Linus Allmark, look, if you put him first in your best ballot, I'd have no problem with it. I'd say, sure, he's had a great year. Any, anybody can see that. You watch him play. You watch the team. He's been outstanding. I had him second. So it's not, you know, like I don't think the guy doesn't deserve to be recognized. Right. Uh, for me – UC Saros plays on a team that is the fifth worst in the NHL in terms of what they allow, what he has to face, quality, quantity, all those things. Um, and he's number one in the metric that I use and value the most when it comes to goaltending, which factors shot quality into the equation, which save percentage doesn't. And uh, so for me, there's a lot of goalies that have been great. Sorokin in there, Alibuck, Ottinger as well, Allmark. Um, because what Saros' face has been so much more difficult than most of those guys, that to me gets him from in that mix to just right at the front of it. 
joined by Mike Kelly. And, and yeah, I, I imagine with the Vesna one, it's just angry Bruin fans. And I'm like, you live in Boston. You're, you're, How you're, can they be angry about anything? I know. They're <laughs> spoiled. Just so spoiled. Um, let's, let's go to Tampa for a quick second. Um, we've known since before Halloween that the Maple Leafs will be facing Tampa in the first round of the playoffs. We just don't know where Game 7 will be. But I guarantee you there will be a Game 7. If you are part of the Tampa Bay Lightning scouting staff and coaching staff, what are you most excited to exploit about the Maple Leafs? And what scares you the most about the Maple Leafs? Well, look, if you look at the Maple Leafs kind of from a process standpoint, as well as results offensively, defensively, there's not a lot of weaknesses. That shouldn't surprise anybody because you look at what their record is, 673 points percentage, right? Um, the one area defensively where they are below average in terms of what they allow is scoring chances off the rush. So you could maybe look at, well, how can we exploit them there? Now, Tampa Bay is okay in that area offensively. They're not elite um, uh, in that sense, uh, but, you know, still still quite good. So they, they have the ability to do that. You look at a team like Carolina, they're not going to change how they play just to start trying to quick strike you in transition. Um, Tampa Bay can do it. So you can maybe look there, but, these two teams would match up so evenly to me in so many different ways. And go back to last year, it was a seven game series decided by a goal. So if it happens again, which it probably will, uh, it won't surprise anyone if it's a seven game series decided by a goal and it could go Toronto's way. I think for um, Tampa Bay, uh, their blue line is not as strong as it's been in years past. At the same time, you know, I know we're going back one game here and it's a one game sample, but the bottom pair for Toronto like how they handle certain teams, physicality, cycle, um, I think could be a problem in a playoff series. So you can look at like Sandine and Lilligren on the season, and their numbers are tremendous in terms of how they've played and what they've given up and what they've been on for. They've been great. But you don't play seven random teams across the NHL in a playoff series. You play one team seven times, up to seven times. Maybe they can do it. Uh, they've had really good stretches all season and also against really good teams. Um, but I think even Toronto's probably looking at that. Do we have enough there? Should we try to go out and get another defenseman? Well, I think that's been the conversation over the course of the last little bit. I think that Rangers game last week uh, ahead of the break kind of also maybe showed a little bit like mm, maybe the, the Leafs are a little bit too light. So I'm curious, is that where you know, when you're looking towards the deadline, you know, are you veering towards maybe getting a, a blue liner who's got a little bit more size to them that makes it a little harder to play against in their own end? Or are you of the, the group that believes they still need some more secondary scoring and an upgrade in the top six would be more beneficial? I mean, both. Both if you can, right? If you can, um, of course. Because I think <laughs> you could justify both for sure. So you, you look at the left wing spot that everybody talks about, um, for, for Toronto in the top six. And uh, I, I've heard some people say, you know, Michael Bunting shouldn't be a top-line left winger. He, he's not good enough to play that role. I think he is, and I think he can. Um, and that you, you can, you know, when everyone's healthy and you've got the, the core four guys taking up four of those six spots, you can kind of interchange what your top line is or, or how you play them. So Bunting, to me, is a legit top six winger. He can play there. You can have, you know, Yarn Croker, Engvall, or wherever you're mixing around there. Uh, depending on who's in the lineup, I still think you could use an upgrade there. When you're talking about playing against the Tampa Bay or a Boston or maybe at some point a Carolina if you win a couple series um, and you look at other top sixes of elite teams, sure, you can make an improvement there. Like, I like 
I like Barbashev as a middle six guy. Uh, I know he's been talked about before. Um, and then on the blue line, do you need another play killer, like a cycle killer? The, the, the reason they brought Jake Muzzin in a few years ago. Right. Um, who is that? Is that Gavrikov? Uh, I don't know. Luke Shen. Is it, you know, a guy I like in San Jose is Radim Simic. Um, what do you want to do? So what do you want to give up to? Because, you know, the Maple Leafs historically have not loved giving up, you know, first-round picks, high-end prospects. You look at other teams that have had playoff success in recent years, they've been open to that. They've taken big swings. Um, obviously, some hit and some don't, but I'm sure that's all the things that they're talking about right now. The funny thing is, Leafs get pushed around by Boston, and Jake Muzzin's name starts getting mentioned. I hadn't heard that name in about a month and a half, and then, oh, Muzzin's name's trending. Uh, Sandin and Lilligren must be getting pushed around a little bit. I, and I think, but, but the bigger point there that you mentioned is a really good one. Sandin and Lilligren are having really good seasons. I'd say maybe even overachieving a little bit, and it's fantastic in their development. But as you mentioned, there is a difference between regular season hockey and postseason hockey, and I know some people don't want to talk about that and say, oh, you know, that's just a cliche, but at the end of the day, at some point, like, I just... I love those guys in the regular season. I'm going to love those guys in the playoffs three years from now. I just don't know how much I'm going to love them standing in front trying to clear space for Matt Murray or Samsonoff. Yep. And I agree. And I am one of those... I have conversations with people in hockey about this. Um, people who have played people uh, who work in analytics and differences of opinions on this. How much different is the playoffs, if at all, from the regular season? No one can say it for sure. Um, I've actually done some, some kind of extensive research on this, and there are some people that think there's really not much of a difference at all, and it, it's kind of a waste of time to try to build a roster that could just win in the playoffs. Um, and they believe that, you know, build a roster that will give you sustained success, and that should translate into the playoffs. There are others that believe it's a different game. I had one guy tell me it's a different sport in the playoffs. <laughs> so it depends where your, you know, um, ideology is with all that and what you think about it, and then you're going to make those decisions. I don't know how the Toronto Maple Leafs feel about that. Um, I, I subscribe to the thought that the playoffs are different. I know that every year in the playoffs – your opportunities to create meaningful chances off the rush goes down, especially as you go farther into the playoffs, just tighter checking, right? Tighter neutral zone play. There are more dump-ins as a result. There are more puck battles as a result, more wall play as a result. Those things happen and it's real. And it just gets more as you go farther in the playoffs. So where does this pairing that we're talking about rank when we start to build that out in those areas? That's what I'd be looking at. So if I'm to Boston, and I'm playing Toronto, I'm looking right away at that pairing and saying, we are going to grind these guys and, and grind them down as much as we can, try to have success that way. Um, so, again, that's where I think you could probably use another defenseman. And Toronto recognized some of this years ago when they went out and got Jake Muzzin, right? That's why they did it. They're like, we need a cycle killer. Right. We need a stopper in the defensive zone. And that's what he did well. Um, so... I guess it's just matter. It's a matter of how comfortable are they now with what they have now, and do they think that long-term regular season the pair's done really well? That'll just translate into the playoffs. We'll see. 
Among the, the positive storylines that's been with uh, the Maple Leafs this year, and, and we're chatting with Mike Kelly of Sport Logic and the NHL Network, is William Nylander, and he's you know currently up at the top of the, the Maple Leafs in, in points. I think Marner actually passed him in the last game, but 59 points in 52 games, on pace for career highs and everything, goals, points, assists. And he's been he's been spectacular this year, and, and some will call him a snub from this past weekend's festivities. I mean, is there something that sticks out to you as to maybe what's leading to the success that Nylander's had this year? He was a snub. He should have been an all-star. Um, but, you know, the way the format is, it's a little wonky. So that is what it is. But, yeah, I know he's – I know I've come on with you guys in like years in the past, right, and talked about William Nylander and if he's polarizing that he shouldn't be and that he's a really great player. And I really like a lot of what he does offensively and all that stuff and pointed to certain numbers where he's among league leaders. And um, there's not that much different anymore with him. It's just another great year. And – some of that is probably, you know, you just every year you get more and more experience about what works and what doesn't and how to be as consistent as possible. Um, he's having a phenomenal year, but he's had great years in the past as well. Um, also, you know, one thing that's up for him a little bit this year, what he's doing off the rush, uh, he's kind of in the Pasternak, you know, Matthews, Verhage in terms of chances, guys that produce a lot, Dylan Larkin. Um, when you're in the top 15 and creating those chances, you're going to, with the kind of finish and the shot that he has, you're going to score goals. So, you know, he's been doing that, but really it's just, an, a, you know, I think his all-around game is a little bit better. Um, his offensive game is as good as it's ever been, and he always goes to the areas where you need to go to score, and he's been doing a lot of that. Ah, trade him for a third-line defenseman. Come on, we need a guy with grit and toughness. Um, <laughs> Mike, if we're going to stick in the Atlantic for a second here, this is a little more bigger picture because I know the, the NHL started up again, but when the Leafs are off for a week, in my mind that means the entire NHL's off for a week, so we can take a step back and breathe and look at it from <laughs> 3,000 feet. And no, I'm not being Toronto-centric, except I'm being completely Toronto-centric. Um, bigger surprise for you. We all knew Boston was going to be good. But if you went on FanDuel, their point total was like 97 and a half. They're going to mm-hmm. hit that soon. So bigger shock to you. Not that Boston is good, but Boston, is this truly elite? Or how far Florida has fallen from winning, uh, having all the points last year to maybe missing the playoffs this year? The fall of Florida or the greatness of Boston? Which one's the bigger surprise? Greatness of Boston. Um I did. I know at the start of the season, people's views were anywhere from, um, you know, they can probably hang around 500 until they get their guys back, and then they'll be good again, and they'll make the playoffs. We'll probably not win the division. I probably fell in that group. Um, I don't think any. Maybe some people thought they'd miss the playoffs entirely because of the injuries. Uh, you got to remember with Boston, they've got a lot of good players. Number one, but number two, they play with such a structure and such great puck management that you can miss guys and still have a great team game. And that's what's impressed me the most. Jim Montgomery's opened things up a bit and how they you know, play offensively. The D is really involved. So I, I, I couldn't sit here and tell you I thought they'd be over 800 points percentage of the all-star break. It'd be insane. So that one to me, Florida's a bit surprising, but look, you, they've basically taken a Ferrari and thrown four by four truck, you know, Ford F-350 wheels on it. And, and said, let's see how this thing performs. And hasn't been great. And they've started to figure it out a little bit lately, but you know, they were the most dangerous team off the rush in the league last season, and they didn't have anywhere else to go offensively in the playoffs, and it killed them. Like Washington jammed them up in six games in the first round. 
Tampa completely destroyed them. So they recognize, fair enough, okay, we need to be multifaceted in how we play offensively, but I think they overcorrected and they blew up, you know, the roster and, and, and got rid of some key guys. Brought in Matthew Kachuk, who's been unbelievable. Um, but they're trying to play a game that I think will give them probably more success in the playoffs. But the yin and the yang of it is you got to get there. Yeah. So they're starting to figure it out a little bit, but yeah, there's no guarantee they're even going to make it in. Well, I think another team that's kind of in that boat, they made a big push to go get Bo Horvat last week, re-signed him uh, yesterday, eight years, eight and a half million. Uh, the New York Islanders, do you have faith that this Bo Horvat addition can get them into the playoff race and get them into a playoff spot, or is this a team that you think also might finish on the outside looking in? Uh, if I were betting today, I'd say outside, but not by much. Uh, it won't surprise me if they get in, I suppose. Like you look at you look at the Metro, and Washington to me is a team that could find itself on the outside. I am probably hanging on to Pittsburgh longer than I should, the same way that I did with Calgary <laughs> last year. Um, but I, I still think Pitt gets in when they're when they're on their game. They're I, I consider them a legit contender. So, but they just haven't been for long stretches. And, and Tristan Jari's health is a huge thing. But I think you're basically counting on. Washington, if my logic makes any sense, which, you know, who knows, but Washington to be out and the Islanders or Florida to be in. So can the Islanders be that much better than both of those teams down the stretch? Sure, they can. Is it likely? I wouldn't say it's 50-plus percent. That's a really boring analytics guy answer. I realize that. <laughs> Once you said the word make 50. make for good viral clips. Let me, let me rephrase that. Do it again. The Islanders are in 100%. Horvat scoring 70. Okay. There we go. Mike, that's good. Clip, I, I, clip. Wait, oh, yeah, clip him there. Sorry to interrupt, Mike. We've got to do this one more time. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go quiet for a second. What I need you to say is that, but say the Islanders are going to get in. They're going to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. And again, proof that the Maple Leafs never should have let him go and, and they should have fired that nerdy dweeb Kyle. I'll do this because analytics mean nothing and we need grit and momentum and go. Can I say the exact opposite of that? No. <laughs> all right. We all know that uh, yes, that's look, if there's one guy who really truly believes mm, in the numbers, yeah. it's my guy Mike here. We love having Mike Kelly on. I just want to know his real age. We can figure out well, in 2000, where was he? Was he more Madison? Was he Brunny? Where was he within the city of Toronto? Oh, he's celebrating like his 12th, 28th birthday or something. <laughs> That's, I tell you what, I didn't find out about two cats until way too late in my oh, Toronto. Uh, oh. I was like, I was there for twelve years. I probably found out in like year nine. Oh, and yeah, no, I, I missed, uh, I missed some good times. But uh, All Star Weekend, you want to find me somewhere? Probably there. Love it, love it. Well, we'll have to figure out uh, a way that we can all get together. Then, uh, not a two cats. Weekend. That place is tiny. Somewhere, somewhere within yeah. somewhere the, the city of yeah. Toronto. Uh, really appreciate it, always, Mike. We'll chat again soon. All right, anytime, guys. Take care. All right. There he goes. Mike Kelly, hockey analyst specializing in analytics and sport logic and the NHL network. Yeah, I don't know if he would have been Team Lou over Team Dubis. Like, to me, the funny thing, and it's only in Twitter, so it's the make-believe world, but like, whenever someone is like ripping, ripping, ripping on Lou, I'm like, okay. But when someone's, ah, oh, Lamarillo wasn't, you know, not a good general manager, I'm like, really? Like, if you're just going to look at the body of work, both things can be true. You can appreciate Lou Lamarillo and, and love those fancy glasses that Kyle Dubas is wearing. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're allowed to do you're allowed to be able to do both in life. Your little duality never hurt anyone. Lou won how many cups of Lou win with New Jersey? Um, I think it was three, four. Is, is at least three, might be four. At yeah. some point, they all start. They all start to just blend into one Scott Stevens hit to the head. Yes, and to be fair, like it, the funny thing is, the conversation though, is like, well, the game has changed. But then we talk about well, playoffs is still like that though, and that's when it matters. And Mike talked about that. Like it, it is one of the things, and it's you know, you just look at Sandine and Lilligren, and if you're a Leaf fan. I didn't hit the cough yeah. button quick enough. Oh, how did I do that? Oh God! Oh, oh that was rookie. that was on me. That was on. You know, it's annoying when you have a cough and you're not even sick. It's so annoying. But you look at Sandine and Lilligren, and you just look at the season they're having, and you're thrilled with it. Like you are thrilled with it. Yeah. But in the context of the playoffs, viewing it through the lens of the playoffs, you get nervous, and it's because it just it is. It's such a different game. Yeah, and you know we talked about this a lot last week with with you know a couple of our guests that joined us, and it was kind of a theory that I've been toying with is, you know maybe you don't you don't necessarily get a skills upgrade on a guy like Sandine, mm-hmm. you just get something different into the mix, which you know could complement what you got going on right now. So yeah. are you going to find someone better than that? Someone who's better than Hall, better than Lilligren, better than Sandy? Maybe no. not. But somebody who brings a different element, and it could make your overall yeah. you know, makeup just a little bit different. Yes. And maybe you'll lead to some success, because doing it the way they've been doing it, I don't know, last time you checked, but uh has been working. And it should be noted, yes, the, the disclaimer, as always, in the end, the reason the Maple Leafs have not won in the first round of the playoffs is because in game sixes and seven, they can't score. Yeah. And yes, that's why we're also focusing on uh, a, a forward that can fit on that second line. Defense is important, but go back and look at Columbus, look at games five, six, and seven against Montreal, go look at games uh, game seven, six, and seven against Tampa. It's like one goal, two goal, one goal, two goal. Go look at the special teams, too. Mm. They can't do like their game seven. You're about to say they can't do nothing. Nothing. They can't do teams. nothing. Nothing on special teams. It's disgusting. <laughs> game seven power play is like over. Yeah, it's I know. Gross. You yep. get one, and all of a sudden it's maybe a different story. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been gross the last few seasons here. Uh, the pro line between the benches seats are as close to the action as you can get. You can smell the sweat of the players, hear the rattling of the glass with each hit, and celebrate every goal shoulder to shoulder with our hometown team. Here is your chance to qualify to win these great seats. Caller number 10 right now at 416-870-1050. Caller 10 will be included in the grand prize draw this Friday where you can win the pro line between the benches seats for February 15th uh, when the Leafs take on the Blackhawks. You can get some Pro-Live merch, $75 in food and beverage gift card at Scotiabank Arena, and $250 OLG lottery gift cards. So call our number 10 right now to 416-870-1050. Phone lines are open. So good luck to all who are calling in, uh, and uh, maybe on the other side, we'll give a shout-out to those uh, to the, the one lucky caller who got through and is the 10th caller on the list. Uh, on the other side, What's in the group chat, Maddie? You've never done this before. I haven't. I'm excited. It's a segment that we love to do here each and every Monday, so we'll get to that on the other side. I'm Mike DiStefano with Matt Cause, filling in for Julie Tesheri. You're listening to Lee's Lunch here on TSN 1050. Matthews has done it again! Now, back to Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Check this out. 
Hey, did you guys see the game last night? When it goes down. Are you texting? Oh, yeah. It goes down in the group chat. We have these big group texts. It's very late and my friend is a little unstable. We're talking action and overreaction. We sent 97 unanswered texts in a five-minute span. Leafs Lunch presents... My phone vibrated itself off the desk. What's in the group chat? This group is hotter than hot. Quality sting, isn't it, Matthew Cos? It is. It is. Shout out to Christoph Mamona and everyone else behind the creation of it. Absolutely. Leafs yeah. Lunch continues here on TSN 1050. Uh, Mike DiStefano, Matthew Cos filling in for Julia Tasheri. We'll get to what's in the group chat in just a moment, but congratulations yeah. to Morgan from Kitchener. You uh, are in the grand prize draw this Friday. You've qualified for a chance to win yourself some seats. February 15th against the Blackhawks and uh, a great little let me get some Pro-Line merch, some gift cards to Scotiabank Arena bunch of stuff so you can tune in tomorrow where we'll give another person a chance to qualify and then we'll be giving out the grand prize on Friday. That is a, that's a hell of a prize. Guaranteed win night against the Blackhawks where, where soon to be Maple Leaf Patrick Kane will be on the ice and that $75 food and beverage gift card the food game at uh, at Scotiabank Arena, they upped it this year. Yeah. There's so much good options there. Like, I tell people, when the door opens, just go there for dinner. Just go there. There's, like, yeah, just tons well, of great food. It's, it's pricey, though. Like, that's the thing. It's not that there's not option or selection. Yeah. You're just paying double for no reason. Yeah, okay, no. It's, it's something that, but if you go to, for dinner at a restaurant nearby, it's not like, you know, unless you're just going for a slice of Zaw, which is always good. But I'm just saying, use that $75, you know, oh, yeah. card, and then... Oh, if, if you're getting a gift card, absolutely. Get the Korean rice hot dog. Oh, my God, there's some good <laughs> options there. Actually, I saw somebody with that. I was in an elevator. I'm like, what the it's heck giant. is this? That is, yeah. that is a mission. you got to take time into your day. Yeah, yeah. That If you do win this, Morgan... Give that a go. Yeah. Give that a try. All right, Maddie. Yeah. So what's in the group chat? All My right? first time. So it's your first time. Mm-hmm. So we will. Uh, I'll explain to you how it works. So mm-hmm. I've got a, a little text out here that that you know read to you that gets fired out into the group chat. You gotta tell me either you know you you love it, you're giving it the thumbs up, are you flushing the text, or are you deleting this person's number from your phone because it's such an outrageous take. Gotcha. All, all right. right. Yeah. So let's get to it. So we just saw Bo Horvat sign the deal. Eight yeah. years, $8.5 million bucks. The text reads, Lou's getting soft in his old age. Horvat fleeced them with an overpayment. It's true. He, d- he did fleece them with, uh, with an overpayment. I would agree with this. I would write back, Lou is getting soft in his old age, but... You know, they, they, let's just face facts. Lou doesn't have forty years ahead of him to win a whole bunch of cups. They're 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 poor right now offensively. They're poor on the power play. Uh, but the fleecing comes of the fact that Horvat's having a great year. This you know is is doing really well. But the old ye old shooting percentage will again regress a little bit. So yes, I would agree with that. How about you? Yeah, I think he's shoot. I think it was like twenty four percent or Oof. something like that. He's like a career twelve percent shooter. Yeah, that's that's gonna that's so, gonna switch. I would expect for those numbers definitely to start to uh, decrease at some point here on the island uh yeah like i'm giving this a thumbs up like i, yeah. I think that thumbs for up sure. on that one but i think lou kind of knew that he had to give him this type of money like when he went and he gave up a first round pick i mean yeah there were some protections on it but still it's going to be a top half of the first round first round draft pick along with their top prospect i think he basically kind of had his feet to the fires like i got to bring this guy back yeah so i think horvat had 
quite a bit of leverage oh, here to get it done. They had to it, get a deal it, done. It reminded me of, remember back when Laramie Tunsil got traded from Miami to Houston? Yes, Houston, and Texas. Like, Buds, you got to pay me because you gave up all these assets to get me. You can't yep. just let me walk. So you got to pay me whatever the hell I, t- like basically a blank check. Yep. That's almost similar, not as bad as the Tunsil one was, but similar... I felt with the Horvat deal. No, no, that's a good, that's a, by the way, good analogy by you. Cross sport analogy that works. Also for Canuck fans, now they can not only do they have to root for their team, they get to root against the Islanders, so they get that as well for better draft uh, capital. But it didn't necessarily mean matter what we had to think about it. It mm-hmm. had to matter what Lou oh, yeah. had to think about it. I don't know <laughs> if you heard this, but Lou Lamorello, here's what he had to say on uh, the contract that he had just moments prior to this interview signed with Bo Horvat. I'll just ask, I know you don't release contract figures. Is that still stand, or can you let us know what you said? All I can tell you is it's too long and it's too much money. (laughs) 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 So that's, I mean, you want the truth? No, no, no. (laughs) Well, that that was going to lead into my next point. Next question. Too long for too much money. It's great. Great response. That's great by Lou. But, like, the ink wasn't even dry on the paper yet. And he's like, yeah, we signed him too long for too much money. But that's that's the the modern-day sports where I think, you know, even though they don't get paid as much, you know, hockey players do, player empowerment is bigger than it's ever been before. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. And also, I I love the buyer's remorse from Lou Lamorello. Four seconds later. Yeah, it's like, you spent $400 on a pair of jeans? Yeah, but at the store they told me I, damn it, you're right, I did. I'm an idiot. So it's the same kind of thing. All right, next one. Why did this weekend feel like a Crosby O.V. Swan song? Uh, I'm thumbs down on that. Uh, like it felt, I, I know why it felt like that. They were hanging out. The kid was Ovi's kid was there. They're assisting on goals, but I don't think this is the last time we're going to see them in the All Star game. So I'm uh, I'm thumbs downing. I'm, th- I'm I'm not deleting the text or, or erasing you from my contact list. I think that's how this works. But I'm giving this a thumbs down. See, I don't I don't know if we will see both of those guys at the All Star game. Not because I think their game's going to fall off, but like these guys just don't want to be there anyways. Like, honestly, Crosby's been to, what, maybe four in his entire career? Like, it was a treat that Crosby actually came to the yeah. All-Star this year. I mean, now it seems like maybe they had their swan song, and they both said to him, now don't bother me for the next few years. Like, I, we're, we're basically done. Okay, They'll be here next year. They'll be here next year. The, all, the All-Star game is going to be very close to the Hall of Fame. Are you kidding me? They're gonna, there's going to be great tie-ins there between the Hall of Fame and those two fellas. I don't know, man. I don't know. Was this his ninth? He's been a nine. He's been voted into nine All Star games. Maybe has he been and taken part in nine? I don't. Like, I, I feel like I never see this guy. It's always, always the player who opts out was Crosby. Yeah, Crosby. The, the, there's certainly been a some of the years I know with injuries, I mean, I'm but sure he's been. But other years, but. other years, yes, it did feel like he was like, oh God, I got uh, I got an upper uh, upper thigh soreness, and uh, I got a round of doctors here. I I won't be able to go to the All Star game yeah, this weekend. Which which is complete opposite to what we see happen in the NBA. Like the NBA, people want to be there. They want to go. And it, it matters. Whereas the NHL, it's like, yeah. I mean, oh, I didn't, I didn't have. Dude, in Seattle, mm-hmm. they didn't have a single representative from the Seattle Kraken because nobody was willing to break their plans because it didn't mean anything to them. 
So they Jared McCann, hey, we got an injury to Matty Beneers. Yeah. Do you want to go to the All-Star break in this place? No. No, nah, I'd rather go to wherever I'm going. Because they just want to be in the sun. You know, it's a, it's it was a win- in Miami. Yeah, I, I know. It was in Sunrise. Yeah, no, you're right. It was in Miami. Damn you, Jared McCann. I'm glad you're so, gone off the list. So I was right. So he's he's been nominated for nine, but he's only participated in five of them. Yeah. So it was four up until this weekend. Mm-hmm. So only five times since 2005... Has Sidney Crosby participated in an all-star event? They'll both be back next year. That's my guarantee. I hope you're right. Yeah. But this just, to me, felt I hope like I'm a right swan as well. Song. I'm, I'm yeah. harding this. It yeah. just felt like it was a bit of a swan song situation. I also, like, weirdly went and checked out what the Crosby uh, contract situation was like. Mm-hmm. There's no more money to be made for Sid on this contract. No. 98 of the $104 million that he was owed in that 12-year, $104 million contract has already been paid out to him. That was one where there'll be no buyer's remorse for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Was that deal to no, Crosby? Absolutely. That was an underpayment. $8.7 million was the cap. Uh, Michael, I, I live in Toronto. I don't know what an underpayment is. You're going to uh, have to explain that yeah, to me. Here. You're that right. Is, those two words have rarely ever been used in succession. You know where it's... Timothy Lilligren at one point four million this year and next. Yeah, classify that as an underpayment. All right, I hope right so. Now. I Michael hope so. Bunting, yeah, making nine fifty. Yeah, underpayment. All right, there it is. There's I apologize, Kyle Dubas. I apologize. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do one more. Do we have time? Maybe we do it on the other side. I'll, okay, we'll do it on the other side because I want to get into the the the, the playoff format and play some of the audio mm-hmm. that we had here with Crosby and Bettman talking yep. about it. So we'll do that on the other side, and then you still got to tell me what the rental prices were the last time <laughs> that the All Star Game was in Toronto back in the year two thousand. So we'll do that. Yeah, next. and I'll just say this: this is this is a poor tease. Usually, the idea at the end is to get people to keep listening. If you are currently renting right now in the city of Toronto. You may want to skip the next segment. Uh, Go buy the goods and services that are available uh, upon our advertisers, but maybe maybe skip the segment. How about that? Maybe don't skip it, but have a <laughs> bowl next to you ready yeah. in case you want to vomit. Because yeah. it sounds like I'm going to want to do that yep. as well. All right. Uh, I'm Mike DiStefano with Matty Kaz. You're listening to Leafs Lunch here on TSN 1050. This is Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. I feel like falling in love. I'm in the mood to roll something up. Something. I need some drink in my cup. Lunch is, oh, my computer shut off on me for a second there. You're on it. As I was reading it, I got it. You got it? Leafs Lunch brought to you by Vanilla Visa Prepaid Cards, available for purchase at Petro Canada. The perfect gift for any occasion. It went to lock screen as soon as oh, I went to go and like the talk. Worst. And I'm like, yeah. no! So I had to quickly yeah. get it up there. But hey, we got the, uh, the ad read in there. Thank you very much, Ella yeah. Pisa. Hell yeah. So, this this, is, uh, was this the one that she won? Uh, best R&B before? song. This is best R&B song. This is Cuff It. I was angry. I've always been a PJ Morton fan since day one. Mm-hmm. I was hoping Please Don't Walk Away would win, and it didn't. Damn you! I wanted PJ Morton to win. What a shame. Yeah. What a shame. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Beyonce, I guess, becoming the uh, most Grammys all time. She That's right. She last night. She did. Uh, congratulations to Queen Bay. Queen Beyonce. 
I hear. Oh, here'll be here'll be an interesting little thing because if you tweet out anything bad about Beyonce, Twitter gets angry at oh, you. Oh yeah. So yeah. I I would do an experiment one day. You're going to put out two tweets. One is going to be meh, Beyonce. Yeah, she's good. She's no Rihanna, but she's okay. The other one is. Trade William Nylander. Europeans don't care about winning the Stanley Cups. We need good old Canadian boys and uh, boot out Dubas as well. So put out those two different tweets and see which one gets more anger engagement. I'll, you know what? Mm. I know you want me to do that. Yeah. But you came up with the idea. Oh, no. I think you should. No, no, you because Leafs launch. You know, it's a leafy thing, <laughs> you know. And that's a, that's a very summer thing. Yeah, that old. We'll do that in the summer. Oh, that is a we'll that, that is a. It's late July. The Jays the are pot. taking on the Twins. That's it. Yeah. Stir the pot there in the <laughs> summer. Okay, um, so uh, quickly, actually, looks like Matthew Nyes mm. currently uh, Maple Leafs top prospects potentially could find his way here to Toronto. Maybe that's the internal upgrade that they could have in their top nine. Second in Hobie Baker voting as of right now. So that was a pretty good year. You know, 30 points in 28 games, yep. 17 goals. So having a good season. Might be able to help with the team. So I just saw that uh, come across my, my desk, as they say. Your desk, yeah. So I say that. But yep. you had something you wanted to get off your chest. Yeah, so um, the All-Star Game is awarded to Toronto next year. The NHL All-Star Game. That's fantastic. And so the last time that it happened was back in the year 2000. I was thinking, what was what was going on in Toronto? By the way, in 2000, the distillery was not yet open for people uh, to live in. It was called Sky Dome. It wasn't called Rogers Center. Uh, Canada's Wonderland didn't even have Behemoth or Leviathan or any of these rides. It was a much, much simpler time. But then I looked up rent. You don't have to say it on air if you don't want to. You told me what you pay in rent. You live with a with a roommate. You live in uh, in downtown Toronto in a two bedroom condo. Two bed, two bath condo. Okay, two bedroom, two bathroom condo. Um, I'm just going to give you so the rent in 2000 for a two bedroom condo was nine hundred and eighty dollars. God, nine hundred and eighty two bedroom, two bedroom, two bath condominium in Toronto. You could rent for nine eighty. A one bedroom, eight thirty. A bachelor was six ninety. You could get a three bedroom, three bedroom, three bath condo. It's a trap for barely for under twelve hundred a month. How does it make you feel, there, Al's brother? That's just that's just disgusting. It's Honestly, horrible. It's horrible because like, dude, Harry Potter would have to pay twelve hundred bucks for yeah. that little thing that he lived in underneath his uncle's stairwell. Yes, the little Toronto. hovel he lived in. Uh, you don't have to tell me yours because I looked up what the average. So the average for a two bedroom now is over thirty two hundred. Yeah. And back in two thousand, the last time when uh, Shanahan was a member uh, on that on that All Star game, uh, nine eighty four. I, by the way, a, a my sincere um, reach out of hug for everyone renting right now. It's too expensive in the city. Yeah, it's it's not great. No, not great at all. Not at all. Um, I don't know if we have time to get into this playoff <laughs> format. I guess now. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I yammered. <laughs> that one was a little. Yeah, that one got a little bit. That hit hard, didn't that? Well, I just 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of sorry. Uh, inflation's a, a you know what. Yeah, that's all I can say. Uh, Mark Lazarus, by the way, tweeting mm. out here a couple minutes ago. Patrick right. Kane said that his agent Pat Brisson has heard from a few interested teams, oh. but Kane hasn't made a decision on his own future yet. Said uh, even over the summer, he and Brisson figured that they take it all the way up to the deadline before making that decision. So. Uh, some more time to scout Patrick Kane. I am shocked. I I thought by, by the All-Star break, Kane and Taves would have been moved. You know, just that they would have found a way, okay, you retain this amount of salary, you do this. I mean, it, it's, it sounds as though they literally want to go up to the final. Like, March 3rd, that's the earliest we're willing to get traded. But Knock the, it away before March 3rd. That's what that's, it sounds like that to me. But you could get more. And, I, I mean, again, listen, it's on the players. It's what they want to do. It's their contracts. They have the, they have the right. They've earned the right to dictate. But, you know, if you're the team, you want to trade those guys as early as you can because you can get more for them than you can right at the last day. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We're less than a month out from the NHL trade deadline. And right. lots of speculation and conversation to be had all around the league especially here on Leafs Nation. I'm sure it's uh, something we'll be getting into throughout the course of the week since there's no games to talk about until Friday. So I think that'll probably that'll come up a time or two. I think you guys can um, you know, uh, find how many points do you get on Scrabble using the word Giordano. There's lots of Leafs and Leafs-related content. What are you talking about? All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see if we can get uh, some of that information. It was a pleasure, Matty. It was a pleasure. Always was a fun. fun. First time working with you. Yeah. Loved it. It was great. It was fantastic. If you missed any of today's show, you can find it on tsn1050.ca, the iHeart uh, Radio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Matty Cause, you're sticking around. Gameplay. You got gameplay. Hell yeah. Next.